0: Everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of What's Your Real Job podcast. I'm your host Abby Stone,
1: and I'm your co-host Stephanie Sawyer. And this week, we are joined by the voice contestant Alex Wavery.
0: Alex talks to us about his time on Team Kelly and what the environment of a nationally televised singing competition is really like. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining us this afternoon. It's such a pleasure to have you.
2: Ah, cheers, guys. Good to be here.
0: So for our listeners, um, just a little bit of background, Alex and I, we've actually known each other for quite a long time. We used to go to the same singing school. Do you remember that, Alex?
2: Oh, I remember it vividly.
0: (laughs) So I was um, doing some research today, just kind of watching some videos of you and like interviews and stuff. And one of the things that I noticed that you said, I think it was in like one of your voice 90 second interviews was that you initially didn't want Singing lessons at all, like you were quite hesitant to go. What's the deal there?
2: I mean, I, it, it changed as time went on, but I think initially because I was a kid and I didn't want to learn something, you know, it's like I was forced to go to lessons and I was like, oh, why? Why can't I just like play at my own pace and stuff like that? But it, it, it did change, but there's obviously still a part of me that was like, oh, God, I don't, it's like after school, I don't want to go to a singing lesson or something, you know what I mean?
0: Were you in, so we went to um, a school that's in Melbourne's West. Did you grow up in that area?
2: Yeah, I did. I grew up in Hoppers Crossing, which is like um, West, West Melbourne kind of thing.
0: I I can definitely relate to what you just said about not wanting to go after school because I grew up in the northern suburbs of Melbourne and my singing lessons were 4 30 on a Thursday afternoon so I had to drive or my mum had to drive me from Northgate all the way over to Williamstown every week so I definitely know exactly what you mean about leaving school and thinking oh I really don't want to do this so I had many a cancelled lesson for so for any younger listeners that can't really you know not really be bothered but don't really have much energy to invest into the lessons they are definitely worth it and you should because yeah you might regret it one day if you don't but um Alex I'm just really curious to know whether or not music was always something that you wanted to pursue from a young age like was that it for you were there no other options
2: um not really I mean I kind of fell into the whole music thing I just kept doing it and then it just became a thing you know uh, but I think that's why I kept doing lessons and stuff like that because I actually enjoyed what I was doing Uh, so I feel like people do lessons and stuff and they give up after like a year or two because they're like oh I've been forced to do it but I kind of found a love for it that way
0: yeah so I mean in regards to the context of this entire podcast were you ever told to get a real job
2: oh 100% like the whole whole time there wasn't a point where it was like I think starting out, it's a bit like that because you're like still in school and it's like oh you know but yeah you're good at music and all but but what do you actually want to do you know and I feel like that is always a constant thing but I guess now it's it's not so much a thing but it was when you're starting which is the most important part
0: yeah we were speaking to somebody else the other day who we asked that question and her answer was basically you know if you stay at something consistently your friends and family and the people around you kind of tend to realize that you are taking it seriously. So I thought that was a really nice way to look at things.
2: Yeah, I think they get it after a while because you're like, you know, oh, this is no phase, you know, mm. like you kind of have to go through that part where it's like, um, even if you're not that into it, or if you're not that good, or you're starting out, like it's still your thing. It's still your passion. And I feel like people need to know that they're kind of shooting it down by saying, oh, but what do you actually want to do? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Was there any, any time when you were younger where somebody kind of did shoot your passions down and you did try something else?
2: Uh, No, I always stuck with it. Um, You know, I don't think there was a really, there wasn't a point where someone was like, oh, you're trash. You should stop kind of thing. There was never that. It was always, very supportive with friends and family
0: Alex you moved to London in 2016 is that right uh
2: 2015 but yes I did move to London
0: cool and that was for music
2: uh yes originally it was because I was I don't know feeling stagnant in Melbourne because I was young as well I hadn't really broken into the scene yet so I was like oh well then just move to another country and try it there which was, seeing in hindsight seems to be a bit of a stupid <laughs> decision but um It turned out to not be so music related. It was kind of like I worked a lot and I did a few gigs on the side, but it kind of turned into a thing where it kind of um, allowed me to become the person I needed to be, to be a good musician in a way, to be able to like, you know, talk to musicians and stuff, (laughs) which I didn't really know how to do as a 21 year old kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So when you went, did you have like anything set up or any expectations or was it just kind of like figure it out when you get there?
2: I just figured it out when I got there. It was kind of just like, see what happens and be open to anything. And that's how it was. But, you know, it just turned out that it didn't really flow down the music road.
1: And what was it about your destination choice? What made you go to London?
2: Um, A couple of friends I had had done the same thing where they'd like, either they were from there or they'd lived there for a little while. And they were musicians and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I can just do what you guys did. But it's obviously a bit naive as a 20 year old to be like, oh, I'll just do that and it'll be fine. Um, it was a good decision. I think definitely.
0: So how long were you in London for altogether?
2: Um, so I was there for about a year and a half. Um, and i had been doing gigs and working and stuff like that. But then I came back to Australia because I got a, a contract doing like a, a season as like a musician on an Island in the Witten Sundays. So I was like, that's a great gig. So I'm going to do that. So I kind of just like took all of, you know, the, the year and a half that I had in London and just kind of threw it away in a way.
0: Not necessarily. I mean, you said that the things that you learnt in London were pretty relevant in order to turn you into the person or the musician that you are now. So I wouldn't say that, but so I was going to ask yeah. you, yeah, it was the Heyman Islands, right?
2: Yeah, it was Heyman Islands. So I was in the Sundays.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. I had a look at some of your pictures. It looks insane. Like it actually looks like real life paradise. Like what I would imagine heaven to look like. So when you got that contract, how did that come about?
2: So again, it was one of those things where it's like, you know who you who you know kind of thing so it was a friend of a friend of musicians um who happened to know the director of blah 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 and then that's how I got the gig so it's you know it's cool that someone that I knew in Melbourne from before I left kind of facilitated this new um career option I guess which kind of led to everything that I'm doing now so it was definitely like serendipitous which I'm into that kind of thing I think that like things happen for a reason and like you put yourself in that situation so yeah that's how that kind of came about
0: Yeah I couldn't agree more I think with this year and everything that's happened like something that I've been saying a lot today is um I'm just like letting go of the wheel now I'm just like Ooh. not making any decisions anymore I'm not putting any expectations on myself or what this year is going to bring and I totally agree things um things do happen for a reason and they're meant to happen so that you can learn something from them so yeah thanks for sharing that when you left the hayman islands that was because of a cyclone what was your experience with that
2: uh, yeah so that was in uh, march the end of march of 2016 i think it was so i'd been there for four months or something I oh, know that was 2017. Anyway, I'd been there for four months and, like, you know, living my best life kind of thing. And then, yeah, we had Cyclone Debbie, it was called. So it was like a massive, like, huge category four, like, hectic cyclone and just went straight over the top of us kind of thing. And, like, no one died. It was fine. But it, like, destroyed, you know, the whole island. So that was pretty hectic. Um, but I kind of see it as a, not like a, it's obviously just a force of nature, but it's obviously a, a sign that, you know, something had to change because I could have stayed there forever. Thinking back at it, I'm like, oh, you know, I could have stayed there for like a year. So I think this kind of happened to, you know, kind of give me a little nudge it, to be like, you know, you need to do something else now.
1: Throughout your travels, do, do you think that you had a defining moment or something that really shaped you, whether it was in London or in the Hayman Islands? Do, was there something that um kind of happen to shape the rest of your journey up until now
2: um I always like to think that there is but I've kind of I figure out that I'm not that much of a deep person (laughs) (laughs) so I just I kind of just go with the flow and I think that's I think it's not so much a moment but I feel like that's my kind of ethos in a way that just like I'm open to just go with the flow and just see what happens and just kind of take up opportunities as they come and they always do come But I'm obviously not just waiting around for them. You obviously make proactive decisions to put yourself in that situation. You know what I mean? Mm,
0: Absolutely. So after Hayman Islands, what came next?
2: Um, So I went straight back to Melbourne into the gigs. So I was just doing wedding gigs. I was doing corporate stuff, just like gigs, gigs, gigs. I think I did like 100 gigs that year or something, which is huge because I hadn't done that many like ever before. So I think that was just like um, honing the skill because I'd been island living for a while, just like, you know, strum my guitar on the beach and stuff, you know, which is cool. <laughs> but it was, yeah, training ground kind of thing. So I used that for the next year or two. And then, um, yeah, that was all I did until up until The Voice started happening.
0: With The Voice, was that something that you seeked out or did somebody approach you? What was the process with that?
2: uh so I was approached it was again through a friend a friend of a friend kind of thing that got me this gig and initially I didn't well in the past I'd never thought about doing something like that because I think I'd like audition for x-factor like way back in the day and I was like mm, I don't know if this is for me like it seems a bit too scripted and a bit you know uh, a bit too much but I think that was you know looking back at it now I probably wasn't ready for it but no, I didn't seek it out, um, but it just, yeah, it's just one of those things that kind of came up and I just took took it, you know?
0: I just realised I said seeked out instead of sought out, and I'm really beating myself up internally for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was like, yes, wow. that's it's like,
0: weird. no, it's like, yeah, it's it's going to scummy. That's fine. So with the voice, so you were approached <laughs> and then... Yeah. You thought about it, and how how long after being approached did you decide? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this a crack. This could be cool.
2: Well, I think it it was funny because it was kind of like the same day. I got a call from this friend, and she was like, "Oh, you know, like they're looking for people. Would you want to do it?" And I was like, oh, "You know, I'm I'm and haring about it." And I was like, "You know, fuck it. I'll just do it." And then, literally that day, I got a call from um, Gary Pinto just to be like, "Oh, hey, man! Like, he want to do the voice?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess so." <laughs> and then it just went from there. Obviously, like, it's a, there's a long period of time that passes before stuff starts to happen, but it was literally the same day.
0: That's so cool! Yeah, I um, I was approached a little bit ago as well, a few months prior to when it started filming as well. I was approached by one of the executive producers, but. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd love to get your take on the competitive side of music. Like, did you go into the process thinking? Because I I can't imagine that you would be competitive by nature. am I wrong in saying that?
2: No, you yeah, you're very right in saying that for sure.
0: I think that um, translated across like on screen and through all your social media channels as well like to see how friendly all of you guys seem to be behind the scenes you can kind of tell that yeah you weren't really too focused on the competitive nature of the show it was just about performing for you and I think that's why I enjoyed watching you on the show so much so yeah was was there a sense of competition on the show at all
2: you know what there wasn't really I think everyone was kind of there um obviously wanting to win and stuff like that but there was never a point of like you know I'm gonna beat you kind of thing even though like we have battles where it's person against person there there wasn't really a sense of um uh like super competition everyone was just kind of there at the same time just like doing their best
0: well, like I was saying before, it really came across on everyone's social media. Like, I follow all the contestants because I am a fan of the show. And especially this year, I thought the calibre of performances oh. was ridiculously good. I mean, every year there's always standouts. But this year it was really, really tough to pick because you have people like yourself, Alex. You had people like Johnny, Ciala, Stella. Like, everyone on the show yeah. could... All of your performances were... They came across, like, guest performances. Like, there was... Yeah. I don't know. I just, it was a real pleasure to watch this. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, was there anything about your experience on the show that surprised you that you weren't expecting going in?
2: Um, I guess I, the thing I was expecting was <clears throat> for it to be, you know, just like they say it's going to be, you know, like everything you say is like um, manipulated and they make you say things that you don't want to say. And, you know make up things about yourself that's what i was expecting but i kind of was surprised that it wasn't like that it was very kind of homely and it was like a big family vibe everyone was kind of like helping each other out and all the production team were like we get it you know we we know that you see these shows and think uh, thinking that it's a big crock kind of thing but they were kind of just like oh you know we'll let you do your own thing and that surprised me which was cool but you know i just it was just the people really that kind of made it amazing
0: yeah because like yeah
2: we're singing songs and it's on tv and it's awesome and lots of exposure and stuff like that but we've met all these amazing users that we're just like friends for life with you know yeah
0: (laughs) As I said, like, and I keep saying it, it, it did translate. That's why I think there was such a difference between this season and, and other seasons that I've watched. It just looked like you were all having a lot of fun and it came across in the performances and that's what made it so lovely to, to watch. I, you're obviously still in touch with a lot of the people from the show. I mean, it's only just finished. So I, I imagine you've made some good friendships and stuff. Who would you say you're the closest to?
2: Um, I chat to Mark Furs a lot, so he's... The board guy who was like singing all the rock tunes, um, I I hang out with him all the time. Actually, it's cool. And Chris and um, Tim Bowen. Tim, I love Tim Bowen. Um, we have this thing lately where we try to match uh, the socks that we're wearing. So we're hoping that one day we'll be wearing stone socks because you know that's what cool people do. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I loved his um, blind audition. It was like freakishly good. And I'm I'm aware that his sister is Claire Bowen. Um, and I'm a big fan yes. of hers. I actually saw her play at the corner a few years ago. So I've, I've been a fan of both of them for quite a while. So when I saw him on TV, I was like, hold the phone. He's a freak. Um, well,
2: yeah, that's how I felt as well. Cause I, I knew his sister and then I kind of knew him in a way. So when I met him for the first time, I was kind of like a little bit starstruck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, all right, like, he's just another person. Come on. <laughs>
0: Were you like that with the coaches as well?
2: To be honest, not so much. Like it was awesome to like see them in person for the first time, but it was kind of just like, oh, okay, sweet. I'm here. (laughs) I'm hugging Kelly Rowland. What is going on right now? (laughs) Um,
1: Can I ask, was there anything that um, negatively impacted the way maybe you felt about yourself or your music or what you were doing while you were on the show? Cause I know it can bring a lot of, you know, social media attention and that's not always a good thing.
2: Well, I was lucky in the way that I didn't have a lot of controversy around me and the things I was doing. So I could just kind of I flew under the radar a little bit because I didn't have I didn't have a crazy story. And you know, all the songs that I had were they suited me, I guess. <laughs> you know, and there was just not a lot of drama. And even in the comments that what there was not a lot of drama, which is cool. I guess the most drama I got was um about like the double block thing that hadn't happened in Australia before. I think it's the first time it happened in the world or something because they only brought the blocks in, in the last few years. So everyone was like, "Oh, you know," like there's was a big uproar about that and less about my performance. So I was like,
0: "Fuck you guys! Like,
2: come on." <laughs> I was that.
0: How did you feel about that? Because obviously, like that—that that, they were fighting over you essentially. So how did that make you feel? Yeah.
2: Oh, I was just standing there just like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, (laughs) It was like really short. I was standing up there just like for 10 minutes, just like listening to the, like, (laughs) it's just, uh,
0: uh." um,
1: but,
2: yeah, literally what you see on TV is how it was. I was just standing there just, like, smiling, just like, ah, okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: mm.
2: And that's literally, that's how I kind of am as well. I just I don't know what to say half the time. So I'll just nod my head and be like, ah.
1: that's But I didn't so realise
2: till later funny. that it was the first time that it happened. So that was, like, awesome, like, super awesome that it happened to me.
0: Yeah. Well, it was well deserved. It was an incredible performance. They all were. Um, and in saying that, I'm curious to know what your favourite performance was from the show
2: from anyone
0: no from well I mean okay yeah from anyone but also from Mm. yourself by you from my Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, yeah I mean I think my yeah my blind audition is probably my favorite Mm. um because the battle was great but I feel like you you get to sing half as much because you're with another person Mm. um my third song um I I did like issues I think that was pretty good but yeah, the, definitely the blind audition.
0: Yeah. And from any other yeah. contestant?
2: Ooh, that's tough. I, know. I mean, anything Tim did was just like amazing to me. Also, Johnny, like every song that he did, I was just like, what are we all doing here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. He's never like, um, had a lesson or he doesn't he doesn't warm up even he's just like i just have this voice and i just have to use it and we're all just like what are you talking about Uh,
0: yeah i would i always watch the show with my mum um because she's like the only person that can handle my commentary um but every
1: single
0: single time we watched johnny's performances my mum would just walk out of the room after it and be like i don't know why he's on this he needs to be on broadway (laughs) Every single time. <laughs> she would just be like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> he's just a freak. But like I said, the calibre of everybody's performances were ridiculous. It was such a pleasure to watch. Yeah. It was really good. Um, we have to kind of begin to wrap things up because I've got free Zoom, so we've got 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> you released a single in April, uh, Why are You Running? Yep. So I'd love to know, do you have anything else coming out for us to listen to?
2: Um, I don't. That's my only single that's out, but I mean, I was meant to record with the band when I got back from Sydney, but then all this stuff happened. So I'm still in Sydney, but that's the thing it's going to be recording and hopefully have a single out in the next couple of months. Hopefully it's a bit of a departure from why running. Cause why Running's very like happy pop. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Um, so this, is, it'll be a bit more kind of um, brooding in a way, but that's exciting, but it's coming up. So definitely. Keep your keep your ears peeled. Ears peeled, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I think this is one of Abby's questions that I'm stealing. I didn't know if you were going to ask it, but I really did want to know. um, From going from recording so often and um, singing so much, I honestly don't know like when you've stopped recording to now. But um, Mm. have you had like a lot of time off and like downtime and time to kind of like take in? I guess like these weird times and you know you can't really go out and perform much anymore and um yeah so how has that been?
2: Oh there's been so much downtime like it's ridiculous even between like you know filming the first rounds of The Voice which was in Feb and then we went back in June so that that whole period I literally did nothing but just write songs and stuff it, it was great because I could like learn new skills and stuff like that. But I feel like coming back to it, I kind of felt out of practice. Like it was that much time, but I, yeah, a lot of time off, but, and it's still time off now, like it's still happening, but I kind of like every time you just delete that kind of period of time, you know, like four months pass and you go, Oh, that was, that didn't feel like that long. You know what I mean?
0: So how are you coping from, you know, you've, you've gone from filming a national television show quite consistently and I'm sure you know what comes with that is this feeling and you know this lifestyle of kind of notoriety how have you gone from that to yeah, yeah. all this downtime how do you feel mentally
2: um I'm it's it feels quite natural to me in a way this whole like lockdown period because like I live by myself and stuff I'm kind of used to doing that and like even moving overseas by myself I'm kind of used to that so I wasn't like so affected by it it was like ah all these people are seeing me to nothing because I've still got stuff to do I'm still writing tunes it's still just like business as usual I just can't gig which is kind of cool because I think you need a rest when you do so many gigs like your voice can just die on you all the time so yeah it's been good yeah
0: yeah yeah I get that I feel much the same too you know you go from a really full-on kind of lifestyle of music all the time and It's kind of like a a gift this time to be able to just chill out and focus on still on creative things, but another aspect of that. It's it's pretty, it's pretty nice. It won't happen again. Yeah.
2: Like right now we're kind of all sponsored by Centrelink. So you know (laughs) it's not the worst time to be alive, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, Alex, my last question for you is where is home for you now?
2: So home is Melbourne, but at the moment it doesn't, Feel like a good home so (laughs) but yeah that's that's kind of where it is and that's where it'll stay I think like because I'm from there I'm gonna stay there unless something really you know tears me away Mm. um but yeah that's that's it that's the place the place to be
1: can I ask the last question sorry um where is your favorite creative space in Melbourne
2: favorite creative space I just think my place at home, like I've got everything set up there. It's like, it's not my bedroom. I've like done so many years of having a studio in my bedroom. And I found that that's like not the way to go to be like (laughs) sleeping and working where you sleep, you know, but yeah, I've got it all set up and it's nice and it's nice and bright. And it's like lots of stuff to look at. So that's, I think that's the best. And obviously like, I think being by myself is quite creative as well. And like being happy in your own
0: space yeah I love that answer yeah it's so true it's spot on Mm -hmm. well Alex thank you very much for joining us today for anybody listening we're gonna pop all of Alex's info and social media links in our show notes as well as our Instagram page so Alex thank you very much it's been a pleasure and Steph sorry I am gonna ask the last question when are you gonna write a song with me
2: well let's fucking do it come on
0: yeah we're on zoom
2: right now we got we got 40 minutes of free
0: zoom on my end if you get zoom we've got 80 minutes we can do this
2: (laughs) yeah we can definitely write a hit in that time let's do it
0: Done. all right well everybody listening keep your ears peeled because we're gonna write a song Thank you, Alex, so much. Um, We'll be back next week with an amazing guest. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.